This is Carol McLeod, and welcome to A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network. You know, some of life's greatest challenges are in our relationships with other people. Well, to live an extraordinary life, we have to know how to love even those who are difficult to love. The same love that Jesus showers on us is the love with which we are called to love others. Instead of allowing difficult people to bring out the worst in us, how about allowing them to bring out the Jesus in us? Thank you for joining me for this Bible study entitled, No More Ordinary. People are a test, aren't they? My greatest blessings are my relationships with people. And my greatest challenges are my relationships with people. We're studying in 2 Peter chapter 1 what it takes to live a life of no more ordinary, what it takes to embrace the divine nature of Jesus Christ himself. And we've discovered in this chapter that Peter gives us instructions. He's given us his marching orders of how to do life well. And yesterday we stopped right in the middle of his list. And in Second Peter chapter one, verse seven, this is what Peter says to you and to me. And in your godliness, brotherly kindness, and in your brotherly kindness, love. We're talking about how to love people with agape. See this word for love in second Peter one, seven is the word agape. It's how Jesus loves us. We are called to love others if we want to do life well. Now, loving someone doesn't mean that you need to agree with them or coddle them or be abused by them or allow them to stay in sin. Sometimes the most loving thing you can say to a person is, my friend, you need to change. You can say to somebody, I love you just the way you are. And Jesus loves you just the way you are. But for us to have a healthy relationship that honors God, you're going to need to make some godly choices in your life. And I'll encourage you and I'll hang with you and I'll pray with you, but I love you enough to encourage you to get your life under the word of God. You know, this is a delicate issue and I struggle in teaching a healthy balance concerning this issue. I know that some of you struggle with it in your personal lives. How do you have a relationship with somebody who stays in sin? Carol, tell me how to love a difficult, dysfunctional person. Can this person be a part of my personal world. How do I love that person who's difficult and dysfunctional without being wounded by their dysfunction? Let me give you a few guidelines to go by if you have found yourself in this kind of relationship. First of all, don't give in to their dysfunction. If they're bitter, don't you dare become bitter yourself. If they are driven by their emotions, don't enter in to their emotional ridiculousness. Don't allow their dysfunction to impact your identity. 
Second of all, ask God for a word. Ask God for wisdom. James says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you just need to ask God who gives liberally, who gives generously and without reproach. So God's not going to make fun of you for asking for wisdom concerning a certain person. No, God's going to give it to you generously. And so you come to God and you say, God, how do I love this person? Give me creative ideas. Give me the words that you would say to them if you were on planet earth today. And the third way we love difficult, dysfunctional people is on our knees. And perhaps this is the most powerful choice you can make, is to love them with a powerful and passionate prayer life. So agape love, which Peter is calling us to in 2 Peter 1.7, is when God gives us the opportunity to love like he loves. When I am given this opportunity, I am in awe of who God is and how he has chosen to love me. You know, although Jesus loved wholeheartedly and never withheld his love, he was wise enough to give dysfunctional people a boundary. Do you remember what he said to the woman caught in the act of sin? He said, neither do I condemn you, but go and sin no more. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 8. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Peter is saying, if these qualities are yours and increasing. So that means the list of qualities that Peter has just given to us, it's not enough just to have them. No, they need to be growing in your lives. Your faith needs to be growing. Your moral excellence needs to be increasing. Your knowledge, your wisdom needs to be growing. So does your self-control. You need to be becoming more self-controlled with every day that you're alive. Your perseverance needs to grow. Your godliness needs to grow. Your brotherly kindness needs to grow. And your love needs to increase. It always needs to be on the rise. You need to get more excellent day by day. You need to allow God to control all areas of your life, not just one or two. The character of God should be spilling into your world perpetually, not just onto certain people, but onto more people every day that you're alive. Now, Peter makes a promise here. He says, for if these qualities are yours and if they're increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful. This word for unfruitful is the word for barren. And you don't want to be barren in your Christianity, do you? You want to be a fruitful Christian. You want to be producing fruit in your life. Now, this is how to experience great fruitfulness in your walk with Jesus. It's by applying the coaching of Peter to your life on a daily basis. I'm going to encourage you today to take these words that we've studied in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 7, write down each of those character traits and pray that God would help these character traits 
increase in your life. The fruit that you bear because of these character traits will feed many, many souls and will change many, many lives, including your own. Listen, the world is waiting for a man or a woman of God to live with these character traits in their lives and to live with these character traits in their lives on the rise, increasing. Verse 9, For he who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted, having forgotten his purification from his former sins. If you are not walking in diligence, in faith, in moral excellence, in wisdom, in God control, in endurance, in Christ-like responses, in brotherly kindness, and in God's love toward one another, you don't see well. That's what Second Peter 1.9 says, is that you're blind or you are short-sighted. You need to get a new pair of spiritual glasses. If you don't embrace these character traits as part of your life, you'll go through life blindly, groping for direction and for purpose. You're going to stub your toe on things that you shouldn't be tripping over. If you don't embrace these character traits in your life on a daily basis, you will be making decisions based on the short term and not on the long haul. Also, Peter is telling us in 2 Peter 1.10 that if you don't embrace those character traits, it means you've forgotten that you were a sinner in need of love and kindness. You were a sinner in need of moral excellence and wisdom. This little phrase that we see hidden in 2 Peter 1.9 that says that we're blind or short-sighted if we lack these qualities. It actually means you're blinking your eyes. You're closing your eyes to what is true in life. Listen, open your eyes, my friends, and read 2 Peter 1, 5 through 9. Open your eyes widely so that you can see what is true in life and what you need to embrace. 2 Peter 1, 10. Therefore, brethren, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you. For as long as you practice these things, you will never stumble. You know, when you stumble, you scrape your knee, don't you? You break a leg. Sometimes really traumatic falls cause internal damage. You don't want to stumble, do you? You want to be healthy and walk with strength into God's calling for your life. And so the list that we've studied over the past few days in 2 Peter 1 will guarantee that if you can brace those character traits, you will never stumble. You will never do any self-inflicted damage in your life. You won't fall down. Thank you for joining me today on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd like to encourage you to visit my website at www.justjoyministries.com. It is my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. 
you can contact me at carol at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.